Dala Gai Haim, Thera B. Sakai Vahi Hai, Enelaten Amenta Redio, Dunia Bara Mem Eka Andalana, Apake Safa 24 Gante Sangita, Liva Prasarana Bora Rahasyamaya Yatra, Dota Koma Para Isa Masia Ki Sikson Ki Lai Eka Rahasyamaya Dristakona Hai. Dala Gai Haim, Thera B. Sakai Vahi Hai, Enelaten Amenta Redio, Dunia Bara Mem Eka Andalana, Apake Safa 24 Gante Sangita, Liva Prasarana Bora Rahasyamaya Yatra, Dota Koma Para Isa Masia Ki Sikson Ki Lai Eka Rahasyamaya Dristakona Hai. tuned to Enlightenment Radio. Thank you for our New Year's Eve special we're going to run tonight. This is your host, Misty Guide, on Enlightenment Radio. And, of course, what would it be a new show without a glitch? <laughs> and my voice is still half gone. I had uh, about a 
flu and pneumonia through the week. That's why I was gone. I'm sorry I missed you last week. But we have a wonderful show for you tonight, teaching some music. We're going to go over some goals and celebration over the year past and some goals over the year future. What I need to do is, if you'll give me a moment of time, is I will uh, play a song, and during the song, I will find the songs that I had queued up to play and uh, try to find them because I had to restart mix. It's all, it's all technical baloney. But anyway, God bless you. Christ in a Mystery Fellowship, Bollywood, India. Thank you for tuning in. I know we're seven minutes uh, long right now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a little nice music with you, some blessed music, three songs. We'll sing along. We'll get in the mood. We will share what we are going to share about the new dynamic church. That's who we are that separates us from the rest of the world and the rest of the churches that uh, don't have a clue as to how to, how shall I say, teach accurately the Word of God, rightly divide the Word of God, separate the uh, truth from error. And I thank you for tuning in and listening and bearing with me. And I will find... Oh, let's find a... Let's play a little guy squeeze. Why not? We can play a little bit of the... Everything is so scattered since I got sick. Okay, guy squeeze. Let's listen to this for an intro, and then we will be be back with uh, regular programming. Bear with me. yourselves in a meditative mood and we'll be right back.
Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Beautiful version. Two more songs and we'll go into our teaching.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. We're opening tonight with the, the new Dynamic Church. If you'll look at our logo that Ravi set up for this teaching, it's very nice. 
gives it a good definition of what we're going to go over. We're going to go over the accomplishments we have made, and it has been a lot since we started. And also, I want to give you an introduction to slightly just the new dynamic church. The church, Christ in a Mystery Fellowship, is who we are. There is no other church in the world like us right now. There's no other church teaching the mystery except in small homes and fellowships around the, around the world that I still know of. The Church of Grace, since its founding on the day of Pentecost, has been endowed with power of the Holy Spirit. Yet the first century church was a church on the move, something we have not seen in our lifetime. This is what I want to see for us, a church on the move with power. The Bible says that God does not change. If God hasn't changed, then why the difference between the early church and the present church? The first church, century church in the 20th, studies the early church so that we can apply its strength to its 20th century church and, like it, also prosper. An obvious weakness in the current church is its lack of unity. Why division examines this aspect of the modern church to see where we are limiting God's power because we are not of one mind. Well, you and I... Christ in a Mystery Fellowship, church, if you want to call it church, I call it movement. We are like-minded because I've been teaching you things from the Word that are like-minded concerning the mystery. But we want to spread it to others so it will grow. This is our theme this year, growth. An obvious weakness was the unity. The Y Division examines this aspect of the modern church to see where we are limiting God's power because we are not of one mind. We are of one mind because once we learn the mystery, we become more like-minded. The Church of Grace, regardless of time, is made up of the members of the body of Christ. No building or denominational label qualifies as the church of God's eyes. Only as the called-out ones band together on the accuracy of God's word and fully mature by the following accurate word can we ever hope to help ourselves and help others and thus live the more than abundant life. So I had a teaching prepared and it was all set up by our founder, Dr. Victor Paul Wilbur. Now I'm uh, not sure if this is the same one and if it's going to come across the same, but here we go. I had it all in an MP3, let's see what it sounds like. The greatest thing out on the field for all of us is to walk with the greatness of the love of God. And you just have to keep reading 1 Corinthians 13 do you finally believe it. That's not the one. Love gets to the place huh? where it thinketh. It's knowledge. good. Yeah, I okay. Does this one work? Love is forgiving. And if you're really forgiving, then you never bring it up again. Otherwise, you really haven't forgiven. If it keeps coming up and you keep bringing it up, you didn't forgive. In 1 Corinthians 16...
where the word of God closes out the entire epistle to the Corinthians. Walter taught it so beautifully. It closes out with verse 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathem, not marianthem, which means lose his rewards. Again, it's always on the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love is always the true test. Loyalty is the true acceptable service. Prove what is that good and acceptable service. Second Samuel I'm going to continue to teach since uh, everything is not technically right tonight. The first century church in the 20th. The first century church had tremendous power because Christians believed that when they were saved, they received the power from the Holy Spirit and thus could operate the nine manifestations of the Spirit. Besides having such internal power, the early believers studied the Word of God and acted on it as if it was being the will of God. You see, that's the difference. They studied the Word, they were like-minded, they fellowshiped from house to house, and they lived like-minded. The first century church in the record in the book of Acts indicates that made tremendous progress. It moved with an anointing such as we have never seen. The fact that they progressed beyond the point which the current church has achieved cannot be accredited to God because God is not changed. When some people talk about God pouring out a special anointing in these last days, it simply is not true. The word says he sent his gift on the day of Pentecost. His gift is here. The early church obviously was more alive more dynamic, and not because God was more powerful, but because it was operated more effectively. The early church, the body, as recorded in the book of Acts, and the church epistles developed a pattern for its growth in various localities. Number one, each person was responsible. Now listen up, church. These are just a few things you can do to create growth in your community and in our church and help one another and help grow. Number one, each person was responsible to witness with boldness. I know it's hard sometimes to get that boldness, but you know where you get the boldness? God gives it to you. The gift of Holy Spirit makes you bold to the Word of God. And when a person accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord, older Christians, that would be you, continued to nurture and shepherd him. We called it under-shepherding. When you get new believers in the fold, you under-shepherd them until the new Christian 
was grounded well enough to stand and walk alone in that word. Small, too, small supervised meetings called churches were held in their private homes with a head elder or a pastor or overseeing each home unit. Number three, personal revisits and written communications were kept up with each group, each church, by apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Some of you may ask yourself this year, I would sit down and contemplate tomorrow, New Year's Day. Ask God what it is that your gift ministry is. Do you have a gift ministry of a teacher? Do you feel like teaching? Do you feel like learning and teaching others? Do you have a gift for that? You'll know. Ask God. How about the gift of a pastor, pastoring somebody? Kind of like holding their hand, guiding them through a, a, a crisis or a point in their life where they need help? Do you have the gift ministry of a pastor? Number three, personal revisits and written communications were kept in each group, each church. Oh, I read that. Four, Christians were not to be sidetracked by material possessions. Thus, they sold their unneeded possessions in order to further the work of the ministry. The early church was born into a society which was just an indoctrinated and hardened as any society had been at any time. The Romans were governmentally in control and paganism was rampant. Yet the first century church, Christian church, turned the world upside down. And that's what we need to do. Right now, the world is upside down. We need to turn it right side up. You can see where this world is headed. We are the lights of the world, people. We are the ambassadors for Christ. We are the ones who are going to hold forth the word. No one else is. They're going to hold forth the Trinity. They're going to hold forth statues. They're going to hold forth religion, denominations. We're going to hold forth the word of God, the mystery. The early church was born into a society which was an indoctrinated and hardened as any society has been at any time. The Romans were governmentally in control and paganism was rampant. At the first century church turned the world upside down. I read that. I'm sorry. They had the potential spiritual ability which became kinetic in a most wonderful and dynamic way. Within one generation, listen to me, within one generation, the early believers changed the whole spiritual and moral climate of that part of the world. We do not know how many Christians really walked on the word of God in the first century and witnessed to the then known world, but we do know that according to Acts 19.10, in two years and three months, quote, all of Asia currently known as Asia Minor, heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. This feat certainly could not have been accomplished and was not accomplished by one man. But under Paul's ministry and teaching, the original, quote, about 12, men and households were inspired and learned to walk on the word of God and share it with others. 
all Asia Minor heard the wonderful word of God as it spread out from Ephesus because each believer endeavored to win one, nurtured that one until the newborn Christian was strong enough to stand and walk on the word of God on his own, operating the manifestations of the Spirit. All this was accomplished without the modern aid of radio, television, printed matter, Facebook, Internet, all that. One of the earliest accounts of a believer's winning a friend is found in John 1:40 and 41. This is the record in which Andrew first found his brother Peter and brought him to the Lord. As in our day, not everyone in the first century believed and was saved when a Christian witnessed. When you preach the word of God and share it with an individual or with a group, you will discover that the response will be as in Acts 28, 24. And some believed and things which were spoken and some believed not. In the unbelieving group, of course, were those who, according to Acts 17, 32, when they heard the word of God regarding the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear of thee again of this matter. The early church leaders, including Peter and the other apostles, were very bold in the presentation of the word of God. And because of their boldness, multitudes of both men and women were added to the church in Acts 5.14 tells us, and believers were more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. However, as the record in Acts 5 co uh, continues, the high priest and the Sadducees had their hands on the apostles and put them in prison. Yet as soon as the Christians were released, God told them, go stand, speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. So they went back into the temple to teach. The high priest soon came also to the temple and called the Sanhedrin together to bring the prisoners before it. But the apostles were not in the prison. When the high priest, the captain of the temple, and chief priests, according to Acts 5.24, heard that God was doing what God was doing and how he had released these men from prison, they were disturbed. I can imagine. They did not want the growth of this new movement. They don't want this new movement to grow today either. We had this movement growing like wildfire back in the 70s. And the government interfered with our movement also, caused division, caused lies. They infiltrated our, our movement with intelligent officers, FBI, cops, everything. They did a lot of things to destroy the movement of God's word. He had released these men from prison. They were disturbed. They were not wanting the growth of this new movement. That's what it was called, this new movement. And to the world, we are a new movement. It took great courage on the part of the apostles to go into the temple again and teach the people knowing ahead of time there would be trouble when they spoke the true word of God. According to verse 29, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. 
After they had been ruthlessly interrogated, the apostles were beaten and commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus, yet the apostles preserved for Acts 5.42 says, And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Those in the synagogues could not tolerate them, even as the true believers on the word of God Many places cannot be tolerated to be organized and established churches today. This necessitated the second point in this study, namely small supervised meetings called churches in the homes. I will give you the scriptures I have noted so you can read exactly what is written in the Word of God concerning such meetings. In Acts 5, we have read that the apostles went from house to house, talking to the people about the word and the Lord. This is the first record demonstrating how the apostles declared the word and of God every early, every early in the age of the church to which you and I belong. Later in Acts 8.3, we read that Paul, whose Hebrew name was Saul, before being saved, entered into every house hailing men and women, and committed them to prison. It was necessary to go into the house to find the Christians since these were their meeting places. In Acts 10, as the first record of the Gentile household coming into the experience of the new birth and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit into manifestation, Acts 10, and devout men, Cornelius, and one that feared God with all his house, this meeting, again, in a house was characteristic of the early church. And 16, Acts 16 tells us of Paul's and Silas' ministry in a house immediately after God released them from prison. The keeper of the prison spoke in Acts 6, 6, 16.30, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Acts 16 tells of Paul's and Silas' ministry in a house immediately after God had released them from prison. The keeper of the prison spoke in Acts 16, What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. This is a significant verse of Scripture and that the precedent is set for witnessing to an entire household at one time. We are not to attempt to win just one person out of a household for the Lord Jesus Christ. We, but we should endeavor to win the whole house, father, father, mother, and all the children. The culture of the East differs from the culture in America, but we can at least apply the principles of the word. If we can convince father and mother and feel confident that the younger children can be won, especially if the father and mother are taught the accuracy of the word of God concerning their responsibility toward God and their families, and Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Remember, baptized means born again, not water. 
The head of the house was converted. He was taught the accuracy of the word of God, and in turn, the entire household was brought into the household of faith, receiving the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another example of the house as a meeting place is recorded in Acts 21. And that next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came into Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist. Philip's house had become a meeting place for the believers. Paul's lodging place in Rome also became a meeting place for the extension of the word of God and teaching of it in the early days of the Christian church. Acts 28, 23 on on. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him in his lodging to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from the morning till evening. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came into him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. This is the record of the early church in the book of Acts, which is the historical presentation of the founding and growth of the Christian church. This is what I wanted to make you aware of. This is how the early church grew. These were the principal foundations that they lived by every day, and they found growth. Pretty soon, if you will practice this, my fellow brothers and sisters, Christ in a fellowship mystery, you will not only add to those fellowships daily, you will not only add people daily, you will start adding churches daily. Then you'll start multiplying people. Then you'll start multiplying churches. This is how it grew mightily among the Lord. This is the record, again, of the book of Acts, which is a historical presentation of the founding of the growth of the Christian church, the true Christian church of the mystery. Turn to Romans 16.3 and note that Paul sent word to Romans saying, greet Priscilla and Aquila, greet the church, the local Christian group that is in their house. For it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. 1 Corinthians and 1 Colossians give other examples of local Christian groups meeting in a house. The churches of Asia salute you, Aquila and Priscilla, salute you much in the Lord and with the church that is in their house. Colossians 4.15, salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphos and the church which is in this house. 1 Timothy 3.15, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest believe thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The homes in which the churches met were called houses of God. These homes were the pillars of the church for their fellowship 
were built on the foundation of truth. Philemon, verse 2, and to our beloved Aphia and Achippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that's in thy house. Since these verses which I have shared with you are the word of God concerning the early churches meeting in the houses under the proper supervision, this must be God's method of winning men and women to the church and sustaining them. If you say the times have changed, then I would like to say the word of God has not changed. When the churches met in the homes, the small groups made possible participation by everyone, as well as the giving of attention and help to the individual. Inside the home or church group, there must be leadership. The work of the Lord cannot be done haphazardly. I believe we could meet in homes in group of six to possibly 20 people or so, depending on the size of the room. Then there we could take care of the believers in every particular area. No one would need to drive away far, and yet the people would hear the wonderful word of God. Our children could not meet in a separate room with an adult teaching from the word of God, or they would sit with the adults. Hearing the word of God properly explained and manifestations operated would be the greatest thing that could be done for them. Remember, it is the churches, the fellowships of the believers that we are concerned about. Nothing that man has built will suffice. Regarding elders or pastors for each unit, let's look at Paul's example. In Ephesus, as recorded in the Acts, Paul calls the elders of the Ephesus church together to admonish them. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves, which is the first requirement of the leader, and to tell all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made yourselves overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you and not sparing the flock. The the overseer refers to an elder who was the ruler, the leader, the supervisor in the house. For the Lord, the elders were pastors for the local units, sometimes called bishops. The overseers must be very, very careful as to what goes on in the house where the church the fellowship is meeting. Also, our own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Well, we know who they are. And in other words, Satan would trick some from among the overseers themselves. There would be splits in the churches which were held in the homes because people were full of pride and wanted to draw away disciples after themselves and not after the word of God. Therefore, strong, accurate leadership was essential. And this leadership was not determined by chance. The overseer was chosen by the man of God who was led by the Holy Spirit. Titus 1.5 For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city I had appointed thee. The elders. Now, 
First Peter 5, 2 through 3, feed the flock of God which is among you. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not to be constrained, but willingly, not for filthy lucre or money, but for ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. I'll be right back with what I conclude is the year we've been through and what we can expect the year to come. Hold on. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio, home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. Be sure and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com. There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening. conclusion, my fellow believers, by reading Acts and the Pauline epistles, one quickly notes the numerical growth and spiritual prosperity of the first century church. The 20th century church obviously doesn't compare in its vitality. Thus, we have everything to gain by following the early church's example. God hasn't changed, and since we still have his power we can surely adapt the techniques of the early church and couple it with the power of God within each of us as Christians. We are the ones who must apply these principles and thus power and the apostles' boldness to make 20th century church stronger and more vital than the Christian church has ever been. This is our opportunity and challenge herein we must stand fast. Well, it was about over a year ago. I don't know. Maybe it's been more than a year. When I connected with Ravi, I put out a little ad in a paper, and I wanted to grow my Facebook group, The Tyranny of the Trinity. I set it up wrong. I needed somebody to change it. And little did I know Ravi would become my right-hand man and start a major 
influence in the growth and outreach of the Word of God and the mystery in India. Thank you, Ravi. Thank you, all the Kumars. Thank you. I don't have my uh, chat room open right now. I've uh, been distracted by so many things. But I bless all of you in the chat room. Ronnie, Keith, Marty, I know a lot of you. And what we want to do is be like-minded in love. We want to love one another, share the love, and that's what attracts. Fear does not attract. You don't attract people with the fear of God. The fear of God is actually a figure of speech in the Bible, which means reverence. Have reverence for God. So we will continue this year with uh, our nightly Sunday night fellowship. I plan on adding more podcasts to the normal edition of podcasts than just the uh, Tea Party that will help you listen during the week to a podcast that you haven't heard before or something that's in your interest or learning capacity. For instance, uh, I have topics that will be out of my book, Christ in a Mystery, a mystical approach to conscious enlightenment out of the scriptures, and I'll also be adding different myths, things that are misnomers, things that are in world news so we won't be frightened, so that we can be rooted and grounded in the Word of God and in the mystery. Because the world this year is not going to get any lighter. (laughs) They're not going to lighten up. So I want to thank all of you and each and every one of you for having participated in this year-long endeavor, these teachings, tea parties that we had in the morning so long. I hope this time period works out. It works out for me, and I think the uh, listening audience is larger, I've noticed at this time of evening. And I want you all to have a great, happy new year. Now, tonight, we're going to have from 10 to midnight, we're going to play some music. New Year's Eve, if I can hold up. (laughs) And we'll play music from 10 to midnight or past on USA time. Wow, that will be late for you. (laughs) But anyway, that's the time period that we celebrate New Year's Eve is closing in on midnight, playing music that's relevant. And so this is your host, Mystic Guide with Enlightenment Radio. Thank you all that stayed patiently through the glitches we had and the mistakes. I hope the songs blessed you. And if there's anything that we can add or do for you, please put it in our suggestion box. Go to our website, themysticalvoyage.com. And also pray for the people of Ukraine. And we have a website called UkraineTheHeartOfHope.com. We've taken on that challenge, and we pray for those people that they can be delivered from the destruction of a horrible, horrible tyrant and devil attacking the country. Right now, I'm going to say a last word of prayer. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for your hand of blessing, protection, 
and love around each and every believer that I'm hearing my voice right now. Give these people the knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment they need to move on with strength and confidence and have the Word of God empowered in them. Give them the knowledge to operate the nine manifestations. And I thank you for most of all the love of God that they will know it, that they will feel it, that they will share it, and they will attract others through it because it's the love of God that seals and knits us together in the mystery. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Robbie, for organizing this. Thank you, uh, my co-host, my co-producer, Ronnie, for helping me. We will be doing many more projects this year, and we hope to grow and grow and grow until they notice us, <laughs> till the power notices and attracts people to the Word of God. Thank you. This has been your host, Mystic Guide. In the name of Jesus Christ, God bless you all. And we shall see you same time next week. God bless.